you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso, and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And on today's program, you know, I know I'm supposed to be a classy broadcaster and Missouri fan and celebrate Mike Anderson's 400th win as a head basketball coach. But there's another milestone that I'm a little bit interested in, and we'll get to that. But first, some Missouri some Missouri news. In fact, speaking of former Tiger basketball coaches, would you believe Quinn Snyder is going to coach the Western Conference All-Stars this season. Yes, as my buddy Pat Lynch, at Pat Lynch Sports on Twitter said, imagine going back to 2006 and telling yourself that little factoid. Unbelievable, right? Hard to imagine somebody who had fallen as from grace as quickly as Quinn Snyder had, but frankly... His recovery, his second chance, what he did with it, you got to give the guy a ton of credit. He's really made the most of his second opportunity in the coaching game. And certainly he worked his way, grinded in the developmental league as a guy who was like the eighth assistant coach, not even getting to sit on the bench with the Los Angeles Lakers. He came from the bottom, rose out of the ashes. So you know what? Good for you, Quinn Snyder. Now, one thing to keep an eye on if you're a really close watcher of Mizzou basketball and their upcoming opponents, for South Carolina, Jermaine Cousinart, or Cuisinart, as I like to call him, and also Justin Manaya were both injured and did not travel with the Gamecocks during their previous game at Tennessee. So those are two really important key players for the Gamecocks, so we'll just have to see if those guys are in there or not. Obviously, Gamecocks aren't exactly the deepest team in the entire league, so they can hardly afford to miss two guys like that. And to that point, South Carolina lost at Tennessee 93-73, to dropping them to 3-8 and in the conference and 5-10 and overall. And getting back to the Georgia game, just for a little bit here, I bet some people probably thought it was a bit weird that I was focusing more on Parker Brown getting involved in the offense in the second half than Kobe Brown. Well, the reason for that is pretty simple. It's because I like the initial action and problems that Parker Brown creates, particularly as a screener. I, I broke down the three different ways that I think Parker can attack off of the screen in our previous episode. And frankly, I think Kobe, while you know he's got a good solid body as a screener, I, I'm not sure he's as good of a pick-and-pop player as Parker, and I don't think he's necessarily as good. He's not as good above the rim as Parker either, attacking attacking those those high those dives off those high screens as I'm struggling to talk here a little bit. Excuse me. But to me, Kobe's best game and how he got a lot of his points was actually off of cutting from actually cutting off of Parker at times, but also going one-on-one, putting his back to the basket, dribbling around a bit, almost like Charles Barkley, latter-day Charles Barkley or something. 
either doing that or just getting to the rim off the dribble or hitting a turnaround jump shot. Kobe has a bit of a throwback game in the paint a little bit. And I like that action that Kobe is capable of as a secondary option or something that we can get to at the end of the clock at times, but not so much as the first option. I just don't think that type of game is necessarily something you want to put all your eggs in, but certainly as a secondary third option, when the play starts to break down, yeah, it's great that Kobe can frankly get his own basket at times. But again, while Parker Brown certainly has his moments of defensive lapses still, and he's going to get overpowered against certain opponents, boy, it sure seems like the more minutes he's gotten the last couple games here, the more comfortable he's getting offensively, and he's showing why, frankly, Conzo Martin has talked him up as a potential weapon for the past couple seasons here. You're really starting to see that all come to fruition. But unfortunately, other than Kobe Brown, who I think most Mizzou fans are a pretty big fan of, myself included, unfortunately, he's the only guy from the last two recruiting classes who has given Missouri anything this year whatsoever. And really, for as much as we talk about, as Mizzou fans, and I'm certainly guilty of it as well, We maybe overanalyze sometimes Conzo Martin's X's and O's, his substitution patterns, his use of timeouts. But frankly, the thing we maybe underestimate as fans at times, and the big failure of the Martin regime so far, at least in the last couple years, has got to be recruiting. And I want to take a bigger picture look at the Mizzou basketball program, not only where it's at right now, but where it's going in the future and where it's been in the recent past. But first, oh, hey, it's a new box of coconut brownie built bars. And my goodness, as you guys know, this is my new favorite flavor of the best tasting protein bar ever. So if it's the best of the best, well, you know, it's got to be great and something you've got to try out because not only are these things really tasty, They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for the keto diet. So you know what? My recommendation is that you pick up a box of the coconut brownie or get a mix, whatever you think. Try it all out at BuiltBar.com. Just be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code locked on for 20% off at buildbar.com. And we've got you covered right here on Locked On Masu for everything Tigers. But you know what? Locked On today has you covered with all the sports you, news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And as I've admitted in this space before, I try to be careful to be overly critical of college athletes just because, well, honestly, I'm a 38-year-old man and these guys don't get paid, so it feels a little bit gross to be overly, overly, overly critical of what are ostensibly amateur athletes. So when Missouri signed Axel Okongo a year ago, Even though I came on the air and said, you know what, I am just not seeing it with this guy whatsoever in just a brief 
period watching his YouTube highlights. Well, I was real. I only said it maybe once or twice and didn't try to hammer people over the head with it. And most like, and most importantly, I wasn't trying to blame Axel Okongo. If anything, the, the blame should be placed on the guy who's making millions of dollars a year. And frankly, that's Conzo Martin. Again, a guy who I'm a fan of. But let's be honest here. The reason that that was a problem is because Missouri couldn't fill that last scholarship. So they basically just gave a scholarship to a seven-foot project or a guy who maybe just a big guy in practice, quite honestly, because he was not a Division I college basketball player, certainly not at the high major level. That was obvious from the word go. And while I haven't had the same, I didn't have the immediate reaction of just complete horror, frankly, when I saw Jordan Wilmore's film. And yes, he was actually recruited by Kansas State as well. So there was actually some signs there that, hey, maybe this guy's a real recruit. But here's the problem with Jordan Wilmore. And I, again, I don't want to be overly critical of him in particular because He's a massive human being. He's got to be seven foot three, nearly 300 pounds. And you see enough sort of hand softness, agility. There's just enough there that you can squint and think, you know what? Give this guy some development. And in a few years, maybe this guy can blossom into something. It's possible. But frankly, it doesn't seem that likely to me. That seems like a wild card to me. And honestly, we could have used a real guy this season. Frankly, just give us one more shooter, maybe a grad transfer, even a freshman who can knock down 34% from the three-point line would have been really healthy. And, not, and again, not to pick on Jordan Wilmore, but you could say the exact same thing about Ed Chang, who actually has some experience at the Division One level. Well, apparently he's not good enough to get on the court either. So again... That's two swing and a misses by Conzo Martin, at least for this season. Because Wilmore, I believe, has played 22 minutes and scored four points or something. Obviously, he's telling you that he doesn't believe either one of those guys can can contribute. So don't get mad at me for being the messenger. This is the reality of the situation. Then on top of that, you had Trey Jackson and Mario McKinney last year transfer Neither one of those guys was a fit. In particular, Mario McKinney and Conzo Martin just seemed like oil and water. I mean, honestly, that is just so many misses there. It's not even like, okay, Torrance Watson, you can say, is somewhat of a miss without question. A misevaluation, whatever you want to call it. But at least he's a warm body who, in theory, can occasionally knock down an open shot, as he did the other night when he hit three out of five from three off the bench. It's just amazing to me that we've gotten basically Kobe Brown and nothing else from the last two recruiting cycles. That's really the scary part about the future for Missouri, quite honestly. Now, not only is and clearly not only is this affecting our present, but in the future, where are where what is the future of this basketball team? If we assume that all the seniors leave and Hey, heck, I'll be generous and say that Xavier Pinson comes back. So it's going to be Xavier Pinson, Javon Pickett, the two Brown brothers, and I'm not even sure who our fifth starter will be. A freshman of some sort, Anton Berkshire? I'm really not sure. 
Now, obviously, we as Missouri fans, we're a little bit disappointed right now. The Tigers have lost three in a row. We've gone from ranked 10th in the AP to a what was projected to be a protected seed, as it's called, a number four seed. Well, that's not looking very likely at this point. Now Missouri's maybe sitting on the six or seven line. But it, you would have taken that before the season, right? But the real point is, is I'm not sure how much this particular season is going to affect the future for Missouri. Unless there's some crazy Elite Eight, Final Four type run in this team's future, I'm just not sure that it really matters that much. So enjoy this season for what it is. But going forward, there's a lot more questions than answers about Conzo's program going forward. And speaking of questions, well, am I celebrating Mike Anderson's 400th victory as a head basketball coach? Well, spoiler alert, the answer is no. And I'll tell you why coming up. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You know what? Football might be over, but we got NBA, college basketball, hockey. It's all in full swing. And betonline.ag even covers the Oscars, television show awards. We're talking Grammys, the whole deal. So real-time updated odds and props on almost everything you can imagine, even beyond sports. How much fun is that? You even got political props if, you, if you're that type of person. So head on over to betonline.ag right now on your computer or mobile device and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. How do you beat that, right? Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now that you've got your BetOnline.ag account all funded, well, you got to subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Lee is quite the expert. That's not a joke. This guy it's not just a label expert, right? This guy gets you results. So subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your pods. Now, don't get me wrong. Mike Anderson had a really nice three-year run at Missouri from 2009 to 2011, obviously making that Elite Eight run with Damari Carroll, Leo Lyons, JT Tiller, Zaire Taylor, and that freshman class, of course, with Kim English, Lawrence Bowers, Marcus Denman et al. That was a really fun run for Missouri, and honestly, the 2010 team is kind of forgotten, in my opinion, as one of the great Missouri teams of the last 20, 25 years or so. But honestly, if I'm just supposed to, as a Missouri fan, and yes, fan is short for fanatic, so don't make me be completely objective in this moment. But let me break it down for you anyway. Mike Anderson, after the 2011 season, left Missouri for Arkansas. And yes, while he certainly laid the foundation with that freshman class from 09 I just talked about, led to an excellent 2012 team in Frank Haith's first season. Other than that, uh, there wasn't a lot left for Missouri, as we all know. Certainly not much in terms of freshman recruiting. Does that sound familiar to what I just broke down? 
was basically, you know, Kobe Brown we've had for the last couple classes. Well, that might have actually been more than what Mike Anderson left for Frank Hayes. Thus, all the transfers that following year were brought in to bridge those gaps. Guys like Ernest Ross, Alex Oriaki, and Jabari Brown. Let's please not forget that it's been now just about, what, a month or two away from the 10-year anniversary of Mike Anderson leaving us in the lurch, take packing his suitcase and heading on down the road to Fayette, Arkansas. And you know what hasn't happened in those subsequent 10 years? Missouri has not won a single NCAA tournament game. And of course, indirectly, this decision ends up leading to the three dark, dark, dark years of the Kim Anderson era, of which really we're still trying to climb out of to a large extent. And you know what? If you think I'm being a little bit too salty after 10 years of this Mike Anderson thing, well, you know what? Former Mizzou player and Mike Anderson guy Jarrett Sutton would probably agree with you. I follow Jarrett on Twitter. We occasionally banter back and forth via DMs, but he definitely celebrated Mike's 400th victory, but I don't know. I guess Jared Sutton's just a better person than I am, and perhaps a better person than Kim English, too, because, well, I think we remember, we all remember Kim English famously said after Mike resigned, let's reconcile by winning. Well, I get the feeling that there still might not be a lot of love lost between Kim and Mike at this point, but maybe I'm wrong. So if Kim Anderson is still salty, I'm sorry, if Kim English, excuse me, if Kim English is still salty about it, well, you know what? I think I'm allowed to still be salty about it as well. So Mike Anderson, no congratulations shall be forthcoming from this guy. But with all that bitterness being laid forth, let's get out of here. On this, on this Thursday morning, and I'll see you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on Mizzou.